Dude, I don't know about you, but my feet are so soaked. My feet aren't. I got Kinetrex on. That's That should be a paid ad. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> for sure. I know. That's what I always say about I, Jet Boil. One of these days, I'm going to send him a bill. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wore muck boots yesterday, but I was so sore by the time I went to bed. Oh, bet. You've been running your butt off to get this thing ready, though. Yeah, I came up early yesterday and, you know, just did the little stuff like to hang the coon in the right. tree. And Does the guess, coon got a name? Huh, does the coon have a name? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't think so. It We we, we need to think of one, though. We you got, should. We, we ordered it uh, just so the club had one because it was always so hard to find a coon. And then right. we were like, oh, we're going to stop using a live coon just mm-hmm. to, to get... So we didn't have any worries because we do these on four service. And right. You never know if the wrong bunny hugger wants to show up and give you. Give you grief. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, they don't realize there's permits and stuff. And yeah, those. I know. It's just it's just not worth the headache. So no. we just got a stuffed one. The dogs don't know the difference. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's it's 25 feet up in a tree. So, uh, yeah, so I got up here and did that and put up blinds for the judges so the dogs wouldn't run to the judges through the meadow. And, yeah, that was pretty slick. I haven't yeah. seen, like. I know a couple trials that we go to, they'll hide, but like yeah. you set up like a patrician there. That worked Well, it good. was in the middle of a meadow, so it was either that or drag a lot of brush in. Right. So the other side had a tree and stuff, so I didn't have to do anything there. But Well, I like that here you can see those dogs come in from a long ways yeah, off. Yeah, I think uh, they said 530 yards. Yeah, so you get to see the home stretch. It's pretty yeah. neat. Yeah, and a lot, of ha- a lot happens in that home stretch too. And with no br- kidding. This year, the whole thing with like Brad setting up the gps collars on the tv and everything you can see the dogs leapfrogging out there it was like, it was a lot of fun so probably better break it down we're at the prineville field trial yeah and we're talking with west york how how are you tied into this hound thing like you've been in this forever yeah how you know i was i was born into it uh my grandpa was kenneth craddock and he was a long, but he was a hound hunter from the time he was a kid too. His grandpa was a houndsman in Oklahoma, and you know they were like pretty much barefoot, right. dirt floor shack, uh, okies and right. Uh, his his grandpa was actually like a deputy sheriff and just kind of did whatever it sounded like in Oklahoma. But he was a fox hunter, so we were like we're like six generations, you know. It's, yeah. Uh, well, and he like he ran dogs, but he field trialed a lot too, right? My, yes, he. My grandpa loved field trialing, like and, greyhounds, and yeah, everything. We've uh, been involved in anything that had to do with hounds. Uh, so uh, I remembered meeting him at Prineville when you guys used to have it. I can't remember the ranch name, but you guys had it down in the valley. Yeah, we had it on the Trout Creek Nye Ranch. Yeah, uh, that was right after you'd bought out Tiny, I believe. Yeah, and we're starting to sell some stuff here. And yeah, there. you knew Tiny before, huh? I, I I knew most people, you know. I I met a kid here. Well, I actually met him when I was uh, hunting with my uncle Ted last year. We ran into him in the woods, and he mm-hmm. introduced himself. His name was uh, Connor Bryant, and he was telling us, you know, uh, my great grandpa was Virgil Stuquick, and I was like, yeah, I used to hunt with Virgil Stuquick all the time. He was one of my grandpa's good buddies. Right. He's like, really? He he, you know, he's generationed down to where he. Doesn't even know some of the stuff we've done. Isn't that nuts? <laughs> and like you guys just connected. Yeah. That was yeah. here? Well, he came here today, so we got to talk some more oh, about awesome. it. And uh Virgil has passed, you know, eight, nine years ago, but his this kid's grandparents were here with him and it, so I right. met Virgil's daughter and Oh you know, that's cool. People yeah. So that's one cool thing. Where was Virgil out of? Virgil he he lived in a lot of different places. He uh was uh I think California. I know he lived over in the valley because he hunted with Mark Boyer's dad. Oh, yeah. Uh, and when he passed away, he was living in Huntington. The whole time I knew him, he lived in Huntington, Oregon, down yeah. on the Snake River. And he had some good field trial dogs, too. That's how we got to know him and invited him to our bear camps and campouts right. and stuff. And he'd always just show up and he had, he had nice dogs. That's so. cool. Because you've been doing, like, hunting and field trialing, though. Like, your family was real serious. My entire life, yeah. My my grandpa really got serious about field trialing. You know, he he, he liked, he came to win. He didn't yeah. come to just, he, he of course, he liked to hang out and relax. But he sure. he showed up with intentions of winning. And he did. And he did for a, a long lot. time, yeah. Yeah. A it, lot Back of in the day, he really did. You know, before, they there for a while, you know, they banned the greyhounds. So right. that, that pretty much pushed him out. Right. Because he ran Greyhound Crosses and 
So I think that year I showed up, it was my first year coming to Prineville trial. Mm-hmm. And it was his last year. I want to say that he brought uh, dogs. I don't think so. No? No, I think he, a couple more it years. It was all the greyhounds is all he had with yeah, him that's when I all, met him. Well, when he got too old to hunt, he, you know, if he'll trial, he could watch it. Yeah. And, you know, he really enjoyed that roll cage competition because he could throw out a lawn chair and watch the whole thing. Right, just hang out. Yeah. So, so what, like, because I know field trials, like, we talk about them a lot. And they have the UKC trials and then they have, like, these. Yeah. Which, it's awesome because you got your kids here. Yeah. There's kids running everywhere, running oh. around like screaming banshees all day. They're yeah, it's the best thing here. in the world for them, you know? They're out playing baseball right now. Right? So I know, and it's, honey, don't listen to this, but I don't even know what time it is, but they probably <laughs> should be in bed. Um, yeah. It's different, though. Like, the stories I hear of the trials back in the day, like, it just seems like it's different. Like, the interaction. Do you feel like that people it, are still pretty tied to the trials? I think it's more for the social aspect of it now more than it was the actual trial back then like back then you know you went was, to win you went to win you know everybody even the hound guys kept a field trial dog right you know they might go to a field trial and they'd only go there with one dog to where you know we show up with our hounds and sign up five or six right give them something Drop to do for the weekend <laughs> yeah it's more about donating to a club or a cause now than it is, you know, the For actual sure. winning and stuff like that. I mean, it, the winning and stuff helps, you know. You throw oh, the yeah. shiny belt buckles and stuff like that, and some people like that more than they do the cash oh, yeah. prize. Well, sure. The buckles are big now. Like, yeah. everybody's digging them. Yeah, that's that's the thing, and it, and it changed. You know, we were kind of on the downfall of field mm-hmm. trials and stuff. People weren't showing up quite as much, and actually, Charlie Johnston talked us into getting buckles for ours the first time. Actually, he bought them. Yeah. And he did, he couldn't even show up. He bought us the buckles for our field trial. And geez, we had, I don't even know, I think like 120 dogs for the field trial. That's wild. Here today, we did really good. How uh, many we, dogs? We had 93. I will say, that's a chunk considering, like, I don't think any of us were planning for this weather. No, we have we have coastal spring weather it's crazy. in central Oregon right now. Yeah, so. I'm soaked to the bone. Yeah, My been... kids have been running around like, you don't dare put dry clothes on them. Yeah. Because they're just going to be wet and they don't in care 10 anyways, minutes. So. <laughs> no, they're having a blast. So. It's, um, this a good turnout. I was really surprised. Like, yeah, it, it's good. And there was a lot of people who are usually here that didn't come that I'm guessing because they looked at the weather before the weekend mm-hmm. and decided it wasn't worth it. But it wasn't too bad. I, I guess it's supposed to be worse tomorrow, though. So hopefully <sighs> we'll it can hold off it. for us to get that bear drag. Brad said he thinks it's going to take three hours to run, and I think it could rain out. Yeah. In three hours, so. Well, that's crazy. Like, I was looking at Brad's setup, and I'm going to try to paint a picture for everyone listening, but he's got his motorhome down here, and he's got a TV in the side of it, which is pretty slick. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a hillbilly, obviously. You <laughs> see my camp. You got a tent with a loose canopy wing we on got the top a of it. three-man tent and a blue tarp and a rig box holding it up, <laughs> and that's me and the two kids for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Brad's got this big gnarly motorhome. That thing is sick. Yeah, it's cool. And then he's got this TV mounted on the side of it, and we've hooked it up using the Garmin app and his Alpha 200. And you guys are what? You got 20 collars that you got? Yeah, we have to? 20 collars hooked up to it. Uh, two red, two blue, two of every color for 10 dogs, so that if one collar hasn't made it back, somebody can grab the other one for the sure. race, and we're not waiting on collars. But then we're sitting at the tree and everybody can watch the race. Like the track's already laid out. You can see it. And then each dog, they're not leaving track. So it's not like a spaghetti mess. Yeah. But they're, you can watch them roll around and it's kind of cool. Like everybody can just stand there and be involved instead of wondering and glued to their own garment. You know, it's right there. Yeah. And it's like watching a horse race. And with the pouring down rain, you can sit under Brad's uh, awning until yeah. the dogs start coming in and then walk down. He should have. Charge space rent. Man. <laughs> yeah, you can pay you that could, thing. Would have done all right. Yeah, it's crazy to think like that's where we're at now. No, or that's where we're at with the technology. Oh yeah, and how Jeez. it shifted to like just the includement of everybody. Like everybody is involved. There's kids running dogs. There's wives running dogs. Yeah, there's support staff. Felicia's been running like crazy. She has been ever since we met each other. I know you <laughs> lucked out, man. She's a good egg. Yeah, uh, but. Yeah, it's it, it's been it's been a good day. I'm I'm wore out and I'm ready to kick back. Kick back for the rest of the night and hopefully sleep a little better. Yeah, no kidding. We'll so, sleep hard tonight. 
Yeah, I, I I think I will. I will for about four hours probably, and then <laughs> I'll wake up. But so, with, since you've been hunting, I mean, it's hard because like I got into it way later in life. Yeah. So I kind of just liked what I got into. Yeah. And then I found something else, and I kind of shifted, and I liked it. But like you were exposed to all of it early on. Yeah. What um, what game animal like just really grabbed you and like that's what you wanted to do? Oh, I, it was it was ca- catching bears when I was a kid. You know, yeah. you know, and, and I still feel the same way. I, I love bobcat hunting, and oh, well, I like hunting anything. But the being able to throw on some jeans and a t-shirt, and you know, have kind of a lack. Bear hunting's a lot lax, and it's so much more unpredictable. You right. don't you don't know what you're going out there for. And I mean, all all of it is to to an extent, but you don't know. You know, with bear hunting, you're gonna get a run or a, or a bay or a so you got Nikes on or a, a boxing thir- gloves? A thirty-second race, or you know, a si- seven-hour race. Yeah. So that's that's what I like about it, you know. And you guys did a bunch of that around here, like this kind of country. Yeah, we hunt. We hunted around here. We, we we spent most of our time when I was a kid outside of John Day hunting Murders Creek. We had oh, we had bear camps with more dogs than this, Adam. Really. Well, yeah, you know, back then we didn't have the tracking equipment and stuff when I was a kid, so it was turn the dogs loose and haul ass. Right. And we went radio to radio, so if we did lose dogs, there was enough other guys hunting the same area, you know, they'd Just call relay. us up. They'd be like, Craddock, you got dogs running over here? Yep, thanks. And we'd speed down there and. You know, That's everybody cool. helped each other out, and we just put, like, what radio channel we were running on on our dogs. So when somebody else that yeah. wasn't with us found them, they'd be like, oh, channel two, let's call them real quick. You don't see that much anymore. No, As somebody who has stamped a pile of nameplates, I don't stamp them now. We have a really cool machine and awesome employees that do that. Mm-hmm. But that was, like, pretty standard. CB9, you know, CB yeah. whatever, they'd put it on there. Do not pick up dog, call, my my grandpa said, do not pick up dog, call Craddock on channel two, or Crawdad, that was his CB. Crawdad. Call Crawdad on channel two. Nice. And every caller had a, a dangling name tag like that hanging from it. He'd have his nameplate on there, but, but before we would go, because we were camped out, no one could call the number on the name tags. Right. So that's what he had dangling so people would see it. Oh, that makes sense. When we were out camped out. I totally get it, because I don't know how many times I was looking for dogs. Well, the Forest Service. They got picked up and took to town, and, like, nobody, you know, you're out. You're not going to get a phone call. Yeah, and the Forest Service would find them and turn on their CB and call us back then, you know. They had the same, the technology wasn't. Oh, I know. Now it's marine radio and all this FM stuff and Mm -hmm. everything. Back then, CB was about as high, high, high tech, high tech as we got. You know, we had blue boxes. Yeah. For you, but you know, not very many people had. They were pretty new, and not we had them for like three dogs out of twelve. We were running, or you'd have one guy with a box and like six guys with collars on the frequency. Yeah, yeah, we we would have collars for our good dogs and the stragglers. You know, if they weren't at the tree, we somebody'd pick them up on the road and right. bring them to camp. You know, or we throw out our coat. You know, dogs homed a lot better. So I've said that a bunch, and I still will stand by that 100%. I think we have unknowingly bred a lot of that out of dogs. Oh, definitely. Because that was bred for, like, that is a trait that is truly, I feel, like, on the way to being lost. I don't even think that we knew we were, it was something. But, you know, if it was a renegade dog, we got rid of it. Mm -hmm. Because you couldn't, you'd spend all day looking for a dog. Exactly. Instead of hunt. Yeah. So you never got to see it half the time, like, what it could do, you know. And you used to have dogs. I mean, it's crazy. I haven't been in this a long, long time, like 12 years. But the guys that I started hunting with, you know, those dogs, it was kind of the same way. They'd come back. You would definitely, those dogs would home. And I had a blue tick, our first dog, Haley. And that dog would show up within 50 feet of where you dumped her out every time. If she came back, she's right there. And I'll never forget, like, the guys trying to mess with you and throw magnets in your collars. And, oh, you know, she ain't here. It's like, don't lie to me. Like, I know that dog. I know it's going to be at the tree or it's going to be where I dumped it out. Yeah. And that's. And now it's like, I feel like it's came from us, like, overhandling in some ways. It's like, okay, we're getting kind of antsy. We're going to go find a better track. Come on. Yeah, and I'm real bad about that. You know, I'm I'm, I'm not much of a cold trailer. No, because you don't have to now. I'm, I'm about. 
hunting at 20 miles an hour and finding something I can run. Right. You know, so that's. That that's the difference too in the old timers too. You know, my my grandpa that he loved to sit back and listen to some dogs, cold trail and boohoo over the hill. And now I'm like, they're about one long ball away from getting toned back yeah, to the right. pickup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. And a lot, I I mean, I know I hunt with guys who still really enjoy that and do that too. And it, I do sometimes. If yeah. I, if I can't find nothing, it's a crappy day and. Or the day's getting short, and I know it's not going, I'll let them work something. Oh, for sure. So the dogs that you're running, I mean, are you still running that line of dogs? Yeah. um, So my grandpa's stuff, my Uncle Ted's stuff. And Ted's um, so, been on a couple podcasts so, if somebody wants to go back and listen. Yeah, so so my, my grandpa, Kenneth Craddock, was Ted Craddock's older brother. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, he, he they... they had dogs back and forth. My uncle Ted was definitely more the breeder and making his own dogs. Right. My grandpa would, if one showed up at the pound, he had a running deal with the pound that if a hound showed up, he went and got it for 75 bucks and tried it out. And if That's it, pricey back then though, wasn't it? Well, that wasn't that long ago. Oh, really? You know? It's still hustling. You know, maybe, maybe, you know, 15 years ago or so, but, but we, we had it good with the pound. They used to, those pound dogs eat better than our hounds because they'd sell us all the donated food for five bucks a bag. We'd oh, go, dang. we'd go fill up the back of our pickup. And you, when we were feeding twenty dogs, so however we could get it, I guarantee they wouldn't do that now. No way. They'd be really mad probably if they heard this podcast that they were doing. It they then. probably don't listen to this podcast. I, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I know I'm safe. Well, I, I don't do it anymore, anyways. Right. So I'm not worried about it. But yeah, my grandpa he he hunted whatever yeah. you know. Good dog was a good dog. I and he he raised puppies, but he would rather have a going dog. Yeah. He he told me in his just started in his later years, you know, and he bobcat hunted a lot. He really did a lot of bobcat hunting and coon hunting before he ever knew there was bear in the woods. Right. And uh he he told me that if he had it to do all over again, he would run blue tick walker spade females only. I could see that. Yeah, he said oh, there'd be there would have been so much less headache throughout the years if he just ran spade females, blue tick walk. Yeah, but he, they were red bone people though. Oh really? Yeah, we I all the pictures I have from when I was a kid, there might be a walker dog here and there, but it was ten, twelve red dogs treed under the tree. Yeah, were they red bones or were they just red dogs? Because like well, red started, dogs out here are way different. They started out all red bones. Yeah. And I'd have to talk to Uncle Ted more on what line that they were ordering the most. But Were they coming from back east? Yeah, and I think they probably brought a lot of them with them, you know, from they moved down from, in the south. It, They're o- from Oklahoma. Oklahoma, right, yeah. Yeah, uh, but uh, my grandpa did more of the hunting in Oklahoma because he, he was, I think, nine or ten years older than my Uncle Ted. And they they yeah. moved over here when my Uncle Ted was a little boy. Oh, really? So he didn't get much oaky hunting then, I don't think. so. So he was hunting dogs before Ted was even... Oh yeah, to yeah. Like, he, just... he he told me that when he was a kid, he had a hound that uh, his parents would let him go coon hunting or possum hunting at night. But he <laughs> and he said he was scared, so he just wouldn't hunt any further than where he could see the porch light. Yeah, that's wild. And and killed game. Right. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't know. He he was telling me he had some kind of a cur dog when he was a kid. His grandpa rolled through horseback with all of his fox dogs through their property. And really? I can remember he said his grandpa's dog's name was uh, Whitefoot. Whitefoot. And that was supposedly his main dog back then. And he asked him if he'd let him breed Whitefoot to his little cur dog female. He had a one-eyed pup out of it that he taught to sick on people and would treat his cousins with it all the time. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they, so. they're doing that thing down in South Africa with the poachers, man. He would have yeah. fit right in. Oh, yeah. You could have been on that a bunch oh, of years I, early. I, that was just being a mean little shit, though, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, he had a lot of good stories, you know, growing up. And, you know, we had a lot of good memories and hunts. Whenever I graduated high school, he talked me into not working for pretty much the year and just hunting with him and even though i'd hunted my whole life i I learned more that year than i ever could have you know hunting on my own he made me call all the shots 
As long really? as, as long as he'd been hunting, he's like, I don't know what would you do. And she, I I did some really stupid stuff, and he'd laugh and couldn't find a bobcat in a tree to save my life, and he'd go down there with a walking stick and be like, "Well, there it is, right there." How'd you miss it? Yeah, it make you look feel dumb, but hey, I I learned now. I now I'll find an ear or a paw in a tree. Right. You know? That experience, so. though, I mean, that's different. Like you can go. I feel like because I did it a lot. I went with a a lot of guys. Yeah. And you were just there and you were enjoying it, but like that where he was making you call the shots and you had yeah. a safety net there, that's not an opportunity many people get. Yeah, exactly. You either walk in and do it their way or the highway. But he also, this is this was before, there, there was, when I was in getting out of high school, there still wasn't GPS. Right. So when it came to hunting in the snow, when we turned the dogs loose, he turned me loose. To go with him, yeah, and follow him. So, and I, you know, I learned a lot that way too, just being out there with the dogs the whole time. So that help you, like, I ruined a lot of races being with those dogs. You know, they're a lot smarter than what you give them credit for. You know, yeah, calling so? call well, calling them back on a track. They've already been through there and they made a lose up ahead of you. Well, you find you a find spot, that you track. find a spot that don't have no dogs on it that they'd already figured out the lose, and you call them back sure. and they just run into the spot where they were just at and cost myself a lot of cats that way but i i learned you know just leave them alone they they know more than more than what you give them credit for the hard-earned lessons are the ones that you don't forget oh for sure but oh back on the dogs i have now so yeah they do go back to all the family stuff and some of them old red bones um the stuff uncle ted really worked hard and created that he's still running too um here about 10 years ago, I got a dog that actually came from Dewey Walton, mm-hmm. and I bred the purest of the stuff my uncle had had. It didn't have any of the newer Walker stuff he'd bred in or anything yet. Uh, a dog that was out of uh, his old sage dog and his old brick dog, and just a dog in the world. It wasn't one that I would really brag about breeding to but it's just, it's what it was right and she was a really nice dog and something different and i was trying just to get a little bit of running dog in those dogs just because i liked the way that they uh oh track style track style yeah. That, that's yeah the best way to put it i liked their track style and uh i got um the two best dogs i've ever owned out of that out of that and uh, they're tied up over there right now they're both coming eight years old which ones are those? Boyd Neva. Boyd Neva. And I have a pup out of Boyd over there. Uh and uh four pups out of Ava over there. Nice. And then I have some another male that is a half brother to them. That's his his dad is one of Stuart Aller's dogs. And uh I oh, bred I bred I'm that to remember back. Which one? I, and you don't have to say if you don't of want my to. dogs? No, of Stewart's dog. I bred to Brock. Brock. I got I've it. got I bred to Brock twice and I got three pups over there out, out of him. And I bred to Brock's litter mate kid once and I've got a pup over there out of him too. Those I've, are his pride and joy, huh? Yeah, they they are. Brock and, and kid and I've I got, always hear oh. Whoa. I've got some nice <laughs> nice dogs out of him. Roger's screwing it's, up our podcast yeah, over here. It's dinner time over here. These so. dogs been quiet this whole time, and then he's got to come over here. <laughs> but that's all right. You got people from all over. They drove all the way up from Nevada. Yeah, and we got some from California. We got some from Washington. Right. Um, we didn't have the California turnout that we usually do, which we knew that. They had their, their water race. Yeah, they and had their championship race this down weekend, in Galt. and when we had it, you know, later on, they, they would they could all make it. But it this is this weekend, the second weekend of June is truly the traditional weekend of the yeah. Prineville Field Trial. They'd freeze up here anyway. It's probably a hundred degrees well, down today, there. Today, I'm not real happy. You know, <laughs> I I don't know. I was sweating pretty good. They got so humid there for a while. That I know. That's what I was joking around. It's like you get wet and then you throw your coat on. It's yeah. like, okay. And all of a sudden you got Florida living in your coat. Well, and you got rain gear on. So, you know, your sweat stays Horrible. inside of it. It's like wearing a sweatsuit. So, but, uh, yeah, I got those dogs and I bred to Stuart stuff. And, you know, it goes back to some of Sonny Turner's old stuff and some of 
you know, just other good people, Louie Peck's yep. dogs. And, uh, you know, that that's something that once I got older, I wanted to search out on my own and sure. find and find kind of what I liked. And when, when did came, that happen? When I decided to when do did, that. Well, when did you decide? Because I think that's the biggest key I try to drive home with people, too, is if you don't know what you want, you're never going to get there. Like, when did you make a conscious decision and kind of know? Like, I really like this, or I really like that. You know, I I started hunting, you know, more on the valley side with the cats. And I'd never even, I truly didn't even know that you could catch a bobcat unless you just got lucky without snow on the ground. And so I started venturing, you know, more towards the west side of things and seeing dogs over there and what they did. And then later on with that, I, I mean, I think anybody who kind of likes the running style of dogs kind of explored with some of the stuff that was coming from Mike Camp mm-hmm. and uh I never got any dogs from Mike but I hunted with some dogs that had come from him mm-hmm. and really liked the track style and stuff and I I, I didn't really want to get rid of my stuff that I w- had had forever right so I I just started kind of finding the ones that I really liked and that female that I ended up with that came from Dewey was definitely at eight months old, you know, she was treeing really good and really? at a year and a half old she you could catch a bobcat with her by herself. And uh I I really, really liked that. So I had a couple litters of pups out of her, which I, I still have, and I bred some other stuff in there. I went through several of them before sure. I, got, I knew what I wanted, but it's not that easy to find yeah, the right one. Yeah. And you you can't just start getting something you have to find something that it's what you want but it also meshes with what you have yeah yeah you know it's you don't throw a running dog in with a bunch of track style dogs and expect you know miracles it's going to be a track style dog too they're training it i went exactly through that i remember at jc's you used did you go over to the cat hunters gathering I, i went to the gathering one year the Man, last year he had cool. it, I believe. I keep busting his it, chops. We need to put another one on. Yeah, that that was that was a cool. Th- I went twice, and yeah, that was it was a lot of fun down there. Just met met a lot more people, yeah. you know, that I'd never met, I'd heard of and, from all over. Yeah, Arkansas. I I, mean, ne- I never went that year where oh, it man. got was really big. Uh, it was more Oregon people, a few California people. The mm-hmm. couple of years that I went. Yeah, it turned into but, a pretty big deal. But I remember. I was talking with somebody there and I said, I really want to try this different style of dog. Cause I'm always going to notoriously be known for having blue dogs like yeah. forever. And I said, well, I don't want to throw one in because it's not going to do me any good. Like yeah. one of these and four of these is going to equal a giant pain in the butt. Yeah. Shit show every time we go out. And all, I remember- all, you, all you get is, you know, especially, you know, if you're running bears, one that might be a little faster with its head up. Right. And it runs out there and bays the bear. And then when the bear hears the other one's coming, it pushes it and pushes it to where you can never get in there and right. do anything. So it, it, you know, yeah. You can't, you can't get no pressure on them. No. So that's, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, in pack dynamics, I think is something newer people coming in. They, you know, as much as you can know, but until you're in the situations and can see, the big differences there, mm-hmm. like pressure is everything. It's not even speed, right? Yeah, like, I think it's pressure. And if they can avoid game. the pressure, you know, I, I don't care how fast your pack is coming behind that front one. If that thing can break and run, mm-hmm. get four or 500 yards ahead, and it never, it, it, never, it never gets the real pressure, you know, if, if it's in the kind of country where they can't get on it. Once they all get on it, they'll, they'll stay on it. Right. But yeah, that's, that was something that I battled with too. And, uh, you know, and what, what, and a lot helped too is the technology, you know, right? with our old, well, we call them beep, beep collars. The best year I can remember, I think was probably like 38, 40 bears, you know, and then hunting, Which is pretty good. hunting multiple states and, uh, around and yeah, that it was, it's really good. Um, but the year that the GPS collar came out and I went and bought one with three collars. And was still running the other stuff with it all the time. Uh, I went from, I think I caught 34 that, that year before with the, the last year I had the just the, the elementary uh, to 76. Isn't that crazy? 
just so much driving around time gone. Right. Mm-hmm. I remember when it all, like when I first started selling GPS gear and guys were like him hawing around about it. Yeah. I'm like, I will promise you it will pay for itself in fuel the first season you hunt. Well, now it's six bucks a gallon, so I'm pretty glad it's around. Way you know, quicker. at first, at first, the one thing I did see a change in was, you know, the guys who were buying dogs. And I don't have anything against guys who are buying dogs because if they ain't buying them, I ain't selling them. Right. But uh, they they were getting the technology and going right back. And a lot of, like I was saying, my grandpa liked the gimme dog. Mm-hmm. A lot of the best dogs we had were guys that went out and lost their dogs three or four times and said, no, I ain't doing this. Right. And we got a lot of good dogs that way. And that disappeared. Yep. As soon as the GPS came out. But, they can see what's going on. And they on can see and... what's going on right where their dog is. They can get home for dinner. It's kind of nice. It, it's really nice. And that that's that 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 stopped. Yeah. But, hey, I, I enjoy it now, too, especially now that I'm a family man. I was going to say, you got a yard full of kids now. Yeah. And, uh. But yeah, now touching back on, yeah, making those dogs and stuff. The one thing I did do is when I was, I think I was nine years old, I had a little red bone female and thought she was super cool. My grandpa traded her oh, no. for a registered walker female. But I I loved that one just as much. Her name was uh, Susie and she was a registered Finley River walker. Oh. And I talked him into letting, he had an old red dog. Uh, and I talked him into letting me breed to her and she wasn't much. She was about as slick tree of a dog as you could ever freaking have. Oh man. And he knew it and he, whatever, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll have some puppies. And so we, we had them and that's where my old heartache dog came from whenever I was a kid and Stuart Aller had a litter or not Stuart. I gave a pup to my uncle Ted and he sold it to Stuart and, uh, the dog's name was copper, but they changed his name to docker when they bought him. Mm. And, uh, I know not a lot of people can say it, but every dog I own except for one goes back to my first cross I made whenever I was nine years old. That's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, a lot of it was because Stuart, kept had that docker dog and bred to him we only ever had one litter of puppies out of heartache and uh it it was an accident but all the puppies turned out and uncle ted had uh blackbird and west craddock had jewel and they had another one that they sold to Stuart named dove Mm. and they were all out of heartache and uh they bred those dogs and even though you know i went through school and did sports and everything like that so when i wasn't hunting they kind of kept it sure so that whenever i got back into it and was getting or hunting with my grandpa the same stuff came back around to me and since i've you know decided to be a houndsman and do it seriously that's really cool i have been able to keep that yeah i would say not many people can say that yeah i'm 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 coming 38 years old in august and i can say i've i've been Raising these dogs for 30 years. Isn't that insane? <laughs> Getting old, yeah. Wes. It's, it's, it's really, it's really, you know, far from it. I, the dogs I have right now, I've actually been raising for about 10 years. Yeah. You know, the, the line of dogs that I, I like and that I run, and I've, I'll, I'll continue to have them. For sure. Very high success rate. Very little game gets away now. What so. is it about them? I mean, what what is it that just gets you fired up he- about these? I mean, their head's down when they have to be, you know, and their head's up when... They like need to be smart and, enough to put it down. And I, I, I don't know exactly what the difference is. There's a lot of speed there. And, yeah. Uh, okay. And they have, they have good noses, you know, a lot of speed and good noses. They're nice built. Uh, they are good looking. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I can go to, a, I hunt hard country too. And, uh, they, they do really well in it. A lot of blowdown. I hunt in a lot of blowdown country. And steep. big blowdown too, right? Yeah, I it, mean it, it's not little well, trees. Well, and reprod, and you know stuff like that. But uh, you know they they just get around good. And I mean maybe the game's not as hard as some places that I've hunted, but yeah. it keeps the dogs in shape. And uh, you know when when they're in shape, there ain't it take something pretty impressive for to get away. Right. Um, bobcats, you know. They're kind of tricky, you know, everyone slides by them every once right. in a while. And especially if you're not hunting them, you know, this year, our boy, I think he wrestled 
60-some wrestling matches throughout the winter, so I didn't catch much game, but uh, I did catch what I turned loose on. Right. So. Yeah. Well, and that's the fact. I had a couple though. slide through the cracks, but not not much, you know. So I go out, you know, even if it's just a couple hours late at night, throw them in and take off out there and find a track, and you know, at least get something caught and sure. get some puppies worked. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, and that, that's something that changes too once you do get a really solid pack of dogs too. It's not even not even that much fun to just take them out and catch something. You have to have a puppy there. Right, you got to mess with that, it that you get to see doing something. Is it? You know, I've seen Boyd Neva tree a pile of game. It, it, that's not irregular, but seeing one of those puppies spark sure. off or even, you know, we had a bear come across the road and I dumped the box that they were after this year in Idaho. And I seen one of our puppies that had never been on anything in his life run down the road to where that bear crossed and just throw his head up in the air and let out a big old ball and then jump over the bank after it. And, oh, that's good. You know, get to the tree. Yeah, get to the tree. And I mean, he's just chopping them off as hard as one can never seen nothing a day in his life and that's awesome yeah those those are that's what it's all about you know for sure and hopefully you know him and his litter mates will turn into the same kind of dogs as their parents and those are the same you're running those dogs on bears out of state you're running them on cats here yeah are you hunting mainly snow or dry ground or combination I, i catch a few mainly snow um but i catch a few dry ground yeah you know i I just went and roaded my dogs the other night, and it was pouring down rain like it was all day here today, maybe worse, and mm-hmm. got to the got to a tree. They all run off and got to the tree, and they had a cat treed. So, you know. Oh, geez. You know, they've, uh, they've done, they, they, they do pretty well. If there's something around, they'll, they'll find it. Did you have to do, I mean, do you do anything to get them ready to go over? Like, because you're not running bears all the time. Oh, they like, seem to just transfer. They know that they like them. So, I mean, they transfer over. And they smell when they strike it. They do here, too. I right. Mean, but, you know, we, we try to keep it bare minimum. Oh, yeah. Don't want to get in trouble and lose what you love to do. So No. We got, we, got, we got permits this year, and hopefully we can continue to get them. And if not, we'll go somewhere else, you know. Yeah. Losing California was a hard one. Right. Yeah, See, I, was, I was only hunting for like two years. I got two years at California Bear Camp, and then they outlawed it. Oh, really? You yeah, started just about in the time I got bit. I started in 2010. Oh. I started going in 2009, and then I had dogs for, well, I wouldn't say I had dogs. I carried dogs around for two years, and I got two bear down in California, and then they outlawed it. Oh, so it yeah. Was... I started going down there, I think, in 2006. So I got several... Like that NorCal? I hunted, I hunted you know, it, it at the beginning, we didn't really know where we were hunting over there. I do now, you know. Right. Um, but a guy, me and Logan Bailey and Chris Egberg and Chad West all decided we were just going to go to California and go hunting. We heard that we could drive to Redding and buy our tags over the counter. Yep. So we loaded up what what we called a lion cage it was a dog box that held about 20 dogs on logan's flatbed dually and we put his toyota on a flatbed oh uh, man pickup and towed it down there and we were sitting in the parking lot in redding and an old boy uh named stan dill was out there boy you never met a nicer guy and he kind of just gave us a list of some places we could catch some bears nice He he said it's rough yeah, I mean, he didn't. He didn't give us the best places. I found. I found a, more of the places he enjoys later on in life. I yeah, think. right. But, uh, he he sent us down to Fender's Ferry, and the first two days we were there, we killed three hundred plus bears, and it, it it was a great experience, you know, for all of us. And there's some big bears that grow. Like oh, in some man. of those regions, it is insane. Like, you know, in some places, a mature bear, you know, you're looking two hundred is a good. Good oh bear. yeah, up in northern northern Idaho, right? That's that's a really good one, you know. And then you get down in there, like I remember talking. <laughs> I was part of the Siskiyou Houndsman for a while. Yeah, and... they got some big ones in there, but the really yeah. big ones are up there where they have like that Oak Creek Bill Trial up yeah. there off of Grindstone and massive Stony bears. Ford bears. I caught one up there with a old boy one day that uh, 
we measured it. We couldn't, of course, get it out whole. Sure. I, who, I, who knows how big it was? I hate to even throw weights around because people are like, oh, whatever. But right. It was eight foot four from those, but. Dang. Yeah. Dude, that is a stud. Yeah, it was it was like a dinosaur. I couldn't hardly. I had to to take a picture of its head in my lap. I had to get its head up and put my legs underneath of it. I couldn't pick up just its head enough to set right. it on my lap. You know. That's insane. Yeah, it was it was big, big. And Chocolate bear or color phase or black? You know, it it was a color phase bear. Yeah, it was more of a more cinnamon. There was a colored bear but it didn't have no hair on it. it that that brush is so thick over there it looked like a giant rat oh yeah it beats it off of them yeah it was it was gnarly looking it's, bear, but. i know like down in there we saw a lot of color phase yeah there is there's and i think i think that there's i don't know about most places i think have quite a few different mm-hmm. i know uh i see a lot new mexico seems to have quite a few different colored bears and I haven't went down there bear hunting. I've been down there a couple times cougar hunting, but yeah, uh, but yeah, I plan on going back down there again one of these days. But I don't know. I keep having kids. I might not. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. I wish we could get it back. That was pulling out of camp because it was one family pretty much that I hunted with. Yeah, and then some friends, and I found I found out that one of them was hunting with my great uncle, who I didn't know had dogs until way after I got into it, and. You know, it was just like this big family thing, you know, Dutch oven stacked four high. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, this is the closest thing that I feel to that. Yeah. Like, you know, pulling in here and seeing Boyer and, you know, a lot of these people, Rick Shaw, that I don't see all that often. Like, I get to talk to him, but like here, it's real. Like, you're oh, sitting yeah, in yeah, you're, for sure. You're bullshitting until, shoot, we were up till two in the morning last night, I think. Yeah. You know, and just catching up and talking dogs and, you know, who's that out of? And it starts a whole story of like, next thing you know, you got 10 generations of a hound dog that you're looking at and it took three guys to piece it together kind of deal. Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, even, even me and you sitting here talking right now, we can venture away from an original question real easy. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, it's, these are, these are fun. And I, I enjoy the field trials, you know, there for a long time. I was like, oh, you know, they take away from my hunting and, Mm -hmm. uh, all all different kinds of i always had a i don't like them this and that well you know your perspective changes a little doesn't it it, yeah it definitely does and i i know that i i wish i would have went to more of them with my grandpa and he was around you know there was but i skipped out on this one because i was doing this or doing this right now i just you know i'm doing with my kids what he did with us and you know, my dad, my dad had dogs too. And he, mm-hmm. he, they hauled us around to this stuff. That's really cool. You know, so whenever, you know, my daughter, Charlie, she's two running around here. And, uh, <laughs> I was, I was two years old. There's actually a story about me when I was two years old, freaking going in front of everybody in the auction circle and taking a dump and, they called my uncle Ted up next, and he oh, came into me. he came into the auction circle and freaking stepped in it. And... Oh no! <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, so you know we've been we've been getting hauled around to these for a long time, and I hope to teach this other generation. Hopefully, they're interested enough, you know, in doing something like this when they're older, because it is a lot of work. Yeah, but look at the fun they're having. I mean, there's probably a dozen kids running around. Oh yeah, like... I had fun like that when I was a kid too, and mm-hmm. it, they're still fun. But they're they're work. You yeah. know, there's no doubt about it. That you know. Oh, you guys busted your butt for this one. Oh, like, it yeah. ran so smooth today. It was really, well, really you, nice. You have to bust your butt to get them to run smooth. Yeah. And you know, you might make a person mad here and there, but you know. If you have to also remind them, hey, we're here to have fun. Right. We're here to have a good time. Yeah, but this is so family oriented. I mean, it is. You it got is. married here last year. Yeah, I did. At the field trial. We just had a gender reveal about an hour ago. Right. You're having another boy, right? Yeah, here we are. We're having a baby boy. And so. then, you know, all the kids are running around. It's just, I, I like this kind of stuff. I think it's really cool. And they're they're growing up. I mean, they're not complaining. No. They've been cold and wet all day, right? Yeah, and I haven't heard anybody cry about that. No. So not at all. So your daughter Charlie, I gotta yeah. ask, is there a story behind that? And did you ever collect a hundred dollar bill? 
a story. Has Charlie Johnson ever talked to you? Oh no, I I don't even know. Want to know what? Oh uh, man, he told for, you for a while. No, he said something about you know anybody names their kid Charlie, I'll give him a hundred dollar bill. Oh no, he didn't. He didn't. He ever call bring him. that up? Oh, I, I, I talked to him about three, four times a week. Well, so. tell him Doobie says he owes. You, I think he was paying a hundred bucks if you named your kid Charlie. But my my grandpa Kenneth Craddock, his his real first name was Charles. Oh, gotcha. He, we we all go by our middle names. Sure, or not all of us, but he did, and me and my brother do, and we haven't decided if Charlie's going to yet or not. Her middle name's Rumor. We we like that too. So. She comes to whatever we holler at her. So, and we got a birthday party going on here for yeah, your other... my boy, and uh, yeah, he he hit double digits. That's awesome. So we had a picture of him with his hound photo screen printed or whatever onto a cake. Oh, that's so, cool. So yeah, he he's having a good day. I have haven't had to get on to him much at all. So <laughs> well, it's not over yet. Tomorrow, what you're running bear race. And the three dog pack and the three dog pack race, which that's it. I don't know if they do those anywhere. I mean, I've seen a couple of them in Idaho, and I think Nevada was running them. But basically, I mean, break down the rules. You enter three dogs. Yeah, three three dogs, and they don't have to all be yours. We have guys match up and make groups of dogs. Uh, But uh, you take them up the starting line, and whoever's starting the dogs has a radio and. Guy has a stopwatch at the tree, and he's pretty much three, two, one, go. Boom. And the guy starts the stopwatch, and they have to all run the track and qualify. And when the third dog barks treed, they stop the clock. So all three dogs have to bark. bark so you treed. could beat them by minutes, and if that last dog doesn't bark, you're sitting there till it barks, or you run or out of time. Till you lost, it only yeah. pays one spot. We, that's why it only pays one spot because somebody will sit around there for five. 10 right. minutes wanting that other dog to bark. and uh, You kind of have to tell him, no, nah, go ahead and get him. Yeah. You're already 30 seconds past time. Grab him, get out right. get out here. Hiss him, let him tree and move on Move on to the next group. Because it, it can be time consuming when you're only running one guy's three dogs at a time. And yeah. a fresh drag for every group. Yep. I think the most we've had is nine groups of dogs in Legrand last year. And it takes some time takes to some run time. nine drags. But there is no auction. Right. Calcutta for them, which we we could. I I thought about signing up the night before and just having people Calcutta on first, second, third. You'd have to do it the day before. Yeah. You'd have to run them all, I think, to get it done. Yeah. Because between by the time your drag boys come back in, yeah, you're getting people shuttled in trucks. And... Yeah, it's it's th- this is nice ha- being able to see 500 yards across because you can see the drag boy coming and get everybody. Yep. loaded up and taken off to turn them loose before to where most of them the drags back at camp before you're sending the people exactly. off you know so that help that helps keep things rolling too drag boys in go well it went so, really smooth if anybody's looking for a good trial like a good time yeah. check out the prineville trial next year second weekend in or, june usually right they, yeah it's a, almost always the second weekend of june and then we have the ousda le grandfield trial too we, that's coming we, up we, in we, we, september or august it's in august we we do that the weekend before bow season every year so this year it's the 20th and 21st smart so uh yeah it's that that's a really good one too we we do that one too and we have little we have OUSDA help with that one yeah. too, but I I go there and kind of field marshal that one too, just try to help keep things running smooth. Sure. But yeah, it, it's a good one too. We've had that one in that spot for like twenty years too, so it's yeah. kind of a tr- more of a traditional one. This is the first year we've had this one here. We've we we've moved lots of times in Primeville. Mm-hmm. We always have a field trial, but we have one in one spot for four or five years, and then we lose just it. Bounce it. Yeah, and like the other spot we had, they went and the trails we used, they put no motorized vehicle on them, so we had to can that spot too. And that so. was just down the road, wasn't it? It wasn't that far. Yeah, from it was like here. ten miles from here. That's what I was thinking coming in here. I thought it was farther down the road, but it not much. Yeah, not much further. But now this is good, pretty green spot. Oh big no, pine it's gorgeous. They've done a good job, you know, keeping it clean and thinning it through here so you can see a long ways no through kidding. the trees. It's kind of parkish. So, well, awesome, man. I know you got a lot going on. I know it's your kid's birthday, so I really appreciate you taking a break and Yeah, no problem. Catch up. We'll do it again sometime and 
for sure. I love hearing stories about your family. I mean, dyed in the wool hound hunters are a dying breed. Oh yeah, I I got lots of them too. Uh, you know, still try to sneak out with my uncle Ted every once. You in a got while. one good Ted story, just because people can relate. They've heard Ted. They've heard I, us talk about. I can't. Him. I do have. I have a really good Ted story. Uh, it, yeah, we we can put this in with you guys' traditional uh train wreck train wreck yes it's train wreck for me not for him i actually i call it a shit show yeah we're good with that yeah, too yeah uh so i go hunting with him i went over to his house and we hopped in this was back when i had my old yeller dog and stuff out of, out of his old dogs and we had a split race and had a bear two bears treed in two different places and we decided to go to some down in a thicket first and get them. We could actually walk to the other tree from that one. So we were kind of just running a loop, picking oh, up all gotcha. the dogs on, on one loop. And uh, We were collecting the dogs and tying them up, trying to get going, get back to the other tree. And uh, the bear started to come down and my yellow dog slipped his collar and ran underneath the tree. I ran under there to grab him because I thought the bear was going to bail and I didn't want him to run it again and right. start all over. And I run under the tree and grab this, grab him and uh, this bear just releases all over the top of me, uh, I don't know, about 15 pounds of blackberries. Oh, yeah. And uh, They don't oh, warn you about that either, though. No. Nobody warns you oh, about I was, that. You know, at that time, you know, I was probably about 26 or 27, maybe a little older. I don't know. But uh, I was furious. I was so mad. Oh. I mean, it, it, it was showered over my shoulders. And, and everything. it's like berry crap. It's different. Oh, I, it turned like my shirt purple. splattered in it. Yeah. yeah. Gross. And, and I'm sitting there mad cussing and not letting go of my dog. So, and I hear, Hey Wes. And I turn around, look over my shoulder. And my uncle Ted's sitting there with his camera out and he goes, you just got bare stools and clicked a picture of me. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, he thought that was the funniest thing ever. Oh man. That's but, good. You still look, you got the picture. I, he, Someone's I, I, I have, have I have pictures of it somewhere and he, I know he probably has, he, but he takes so many pictures. Yeah. It'll turn up again one day. I'm sure he gave them to me at one point, but That's he's got awesome. the negatives somewhere. Then he, he had a picture of me with Yeller and my other dog, Wilson with a, I remember I had a California houndsman hat, the ones that had the bear tracks across the bill. I'm yep. sure everybody that ever went to Elk Creek left with. Sure. And, uh, it turned that hat from tan to purple, and I washed it like three times in the dishwasher, and it remained purple for oh. ever. But I uh, liked it, one. so I had to wear it again. <laughs> yeah. If you've never been crapped on by a bear, I mean, you haven't really lived. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I think I could have made without it, but uh, you won't forget it. it though. I'll, I'll never forget it. The rest, of my, I'll never forget looking over. Neither my, will Ted. Looking over my shoulder and him holding that old thirty-five millimeter camera with a ten-inch lens on it. And That's awesome. Just oh, he was about to cry. He was laughing so hard. So. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome, man. But. Well, let's go get warmed up. Yeah, let's, let's go, go hit that campfire up. I just seen the boys came in with my Chevy with another load of wood. So. Oh, there we go. Let's go warm up, man. Thanks again, Wes. Yeah, this no has been problem, a good man. Time. Thank you. Yeah, this was fun. So. All right. All right. Bye. Uh.